0: This is the Daily Signal podcast for Tuesday, September 1st. I'm Kate Trinko.
1: And I'm Virginia Allen. Portland has now experienced more than three months of riots and demonstrations. Marine veteran Gabe Johnson lives only a few blocks from the Portland courthouse where so much of the violence has occurred. Johnson joins the podcast to describe his own encounter with Antifa, the fatal shooting on Saturday night, and what it has been like living amidst the chaos that he describes as a war zone.
0: And don't forget, if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to leave a review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and please encourage others to subscribe. Now, onto our top news. President Trump is headed to Wisconsin today. Democrat Governor Tony Evers had asked Trump not to come to the state, which is facing riots and unrest in Kenosha. In a letter to Trump, Evers wrote, according to the La Crosse ABC affiliate station, I am concerned your presence will only hinder our healing. I am concerned your presence will only delay our work to overcome division and move forward together. Trump tweeted Monday, If I didn't insist on having the National Guard activate, and going to Kenosha, Wisconsin, there would be no Kenosha right now. Also, there would have been great death and injury. I want to thank law enforcement and the National Guard. I will see you on Tuesday.
1: Former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn's case will continue to weave its way through the courts. In June, a three-judge panel on the Third Circuit had said Flynn's case should be dismissed following the Justice Department dropping the charges against Flynn. But a district judge, Emmett Sullivan, refused to dismiss the case because the DOJ said it was no longer pursuing it. Flynn's lawyers are arguing that Sullivan needs to dismiss the case because of the DOJ's actions. But in a new 8-2 ruling, the Third Circuit Court of Appeals said that Sullivan is fine to keep the Flynn case ongoing, overturning the earlier decision that said Sullivan had to dismiss the case. Now, Flynn's only course of appeal is to the Supreme Court. Judge Naomi Rao, who ruled for overturning the case both in the three-judge panel and in the larger judge panel, wrote per CNN, In Flynn's case, the prosecution no longer has a prosecutor, yet the case continues with district court proceedings aimed at uncovering the internal deliberations of the department.
0: Another sad coronavirus milestone, the U.S. has hit over 6 million cases, according to the tracker from Johns Hopkins University. There have been 183,000 deaths in the U.S. because of COVID-19. The state with the highest number of deaths is New York, with just under 33,000 deaths.
1: Now stay tuned for my conversation with Marine veteran and Portland local Gabe Johnson as we discuss the shooting in Portland on Saturday night and what local leaders should do to stop the violence.
0: Americans have almost entirely forgotten their history. That's right, and if we want to keep our republic, this needs to change. I'm Jarrett Stepman. And I'm Fred Lucas. We host The Right Side of History, a podcast dedicated to restoring informed patriotism and busting the negative narratives about America's past. Hollywood, the media, and academia have failed a generation. We're here to set the record straight on the ideas and people who've made this country great. Subscribe to The Right Side of History on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher today.
1: I am joined by Gabe Johnson, a Marine veteran and Portland local. Gabe, thanks so much for coming on the show today.
2: Hey, you're very welcome.
1: So Gabe, we had the pleasure of speaking on Friday and you told me in detail really what it's been like to live just a few blocks away from the courthouse in Portland while there's been so much unrest. And you began going down to the riots in July because you wanted to see for yourself what was actually happening. What made you say in July, I have to go down there and and see this for myself?
2: Well, in July, um, which seems uh, like almost a year ago, it seems like this stuff's been going on so long. Um, But in July, uh, I had been laying in bed. And um, after about 20 explosions, I decided that, you know, hey, let me discount how many, um, you know, are going to go off tonight. Um, not realizing that I would get to, uh, about 82, um, before I stopped counting. And along the way, I closed my eyes, um, just, you know, because I'm like, gosh, you know, this, this really feels familiar. And I say feels, um, because uh, being a veteran and, and, and being in, um, you know, Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and then going back as a contractor, it felt like I was back in Iraq, back in Mosul. And, um, you know, I'm in my bed. You know, it really didn't impact me until until just then. And so more explosions um, continued to go off that night. And I just decided, you know, enough's enough. And, um, you know, I, I literally jumped out of bed um, screaming, oh, my God. And I decided I'm going to just sleep on it and see what happened. When I woke up in the morning, it just came to me that uh, I really needed to just go out and, and do something, whether it was start a conversation, um, do something, because what I'm seeing and hearing is just maddening. So I decided to, uh, with a friend, go out and you know use the American flag as a form of unity, um, a form of just bringing people back together, because one of the things that I've noticed is that just we as Americans regardless of our political af- affiliation a lot of us have given up our patriotism and I say a lot of us um, not including I'm not I'm not I'm not including myself in that but um, you know it definitely was a reminder that gosh you know the thing that brings us back together is this American flag and it, that hasn't been our symbol and people have just given it up so uh, I decided that I would just go there and, and start a conversation not realizing, just how, you know, far, uh, I want to say, I want to say as far as we come, but as far as we've just gone backwards, um, uh, being there, because I was met with immediate, um, you know, hate and I say hate, um, but hate from, from blacks, um, calling me, you know, the N word and calling me a coon and calling me. Uncle Tom and Jigaboo, and just saying that you know what the flag represents th- to them. Um, uh, now, mind you, these are, are are black youth that we're, that I was talking to, and I want to make the distinction because um, I think that that el- older um, Black Americans um, may or may not feel that way, but the more the, the ones that I've talked to um, that have really come out in um, so, supported me have uh, have been an older generation. So as I'm um, down there uh, talking um, to some of the youth, and I was actually talking to this uh, gentleman who was asking me questions on camera, um, this uh, black young lady um, grabs my flag from me and uh, runs down the street, throws it in the street, and I don't know, starts yelling something. This 65-year-old black man, veteran, walks over, grabs my flag and it's coming back and he's, you know, yelling he's saying to me, you know, there's no way I'm gonna let them burn the American flag. You know, he had been there observing, listening for a while, hadn't said anything at all. But when it came to burning the flag, that's that's where he, you know, I guess that's where he drew a line in the sand. So as he's coming back to me, he um gets jumped by these, you know, these two black kids. Um literally uh roundhouse punched him in the face and as he hit the ground they started stomping him. So I run over there to assist this man and you know they run away. You know, as they're running they grab the flag and they throw it over um you know the huge fence that's in front of the federal courthouse. So um there's just been so much uh division um through, through this whole thing, whether it's, it's, you know, black on black or, you know, you know unfortunately white on black crime. And, 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 and the same, um, as we saw just, you know, occur over the weekend, um, you know, it doesn't really matter what race you are, but this thing is definitely dividing our country. And so, um, you know, back in July, uh, it doesn't seem like it's gotten any better since then.
1: Yeah, no, Gabe, I mean, it's really, it's shocking to hear you tell this story. This is happening essentially in your backyard, just a few blocks away from where you live. You're, you know, you're simply carrying an American flag with you, a a symbol that, like you say, it should be this amazing symbol of unity in our country. And for so long has been that symbol of unity. And you simply enter the scene uh, with the flag, and you're met with such hostility. So I, I know that from that point, you know, you've really continued to kind of watch things uh, closely in Portland and just pay very close attention to the way that the media is reporting on what's happening. Uh, so I want to ask you about Saturday night. Tragically, a man was shot on Saturday night uh, amid all of the chaos and and protests and rioting in Portland. Uh, how did you learn about the shooting?
2: Well, um, let me let me start with on Friday because this really for me started on friday and 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 I say that because I wanted to see if there was any stark differences in two events that were going on last weekend. One was the NAACP March on Portland that went off on Friday. No problems, no protesting, no nothing, just a march. There were a few Black Lives Matter people and uh, mixed in with them, but nothing you know like you see in the carnage that goes on night after night after night downtown. So I make note of that. One rally, just fine, no problems. Going into Saturday, I literally sat down and was watching and texting a friend and we're texting back and forth uh, about the um the trump rally and we were actually pretty surprised i mean there were a lot of people a lot of you know proud americans out there um in support of their president and um we get through the whole rally, and I say get through the whole thing, including um them taking a detour and coming through downtown. Uh, at least part of them wasn't all six hundred vehicles, about a hundred vehicles that that came came through. And literally KATU uh, so the local ABC affiliate, they uh dropped their helicopter feed. Um the CBS affiliate, they dropped their online news feed. And then the um feed from YouTube goes down. And uh, we just made note of it like, yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's dusk. Uh, so it's right around like it's 7.45, almost eight o'clock. About an hour later, I'm sitting on my couch and watching television and I uh, hear two shots. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, you know, is that a gunfire? Because I, I, you know, I, I unfortunately I, I know distinctively what gunfire sounds like, um, and then it was followed up by you know two other explosions, which had to be some fireworks. So, um, as I'm sitting there, I get a text message, and it's from uh, one of my um, friends in law enforcement, and he's like, "Hey, someone just got shot four blocks from your house," and so um, I decided that well, as much as I probably not a good idea. I want to go down simply to see if, um, the story is going to be told accurately. Um, and I'm, and I'm so glad that I, that I did, I, I actually spent about two hours, um, down at the scene talking to, um, police officers, uh, talking to the responders that are in the area. Um, and then just kind of just getting a, an overall sense of, um, the, the mood, um, the tone of the, uh, in the atmosphere. Um, and one of the things that I, you know, and just absolutely appalled by is that, uh, there are actual people in the streets in black lives matter attire, um, Saying that they're not sad that a fascist, not, a fascist Nazi died tonight, um, and that's just wrong. Um, that is just straight hate, and those are the things that we hear from hate groups day in and day out, year after year. Um, you can't celebrate someone's death. I don't. I don't care what side of the fence that you sit on. Um, but more importantly, uh, what's 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 highly upsetting is just the atmosphere that you know Ted Wheeler and our city commissioner and our governor uh, has allowed to um, you know take root in our city, and the, and and the atmosphere is lawlessness, um, and this is a direct uh, reflection of that. There's people dying in the street.
1: Wow. So, I mean, there's still obviously a lot of information coming out about this shooting, about what led up to it, the details. But you're walking down there and you're saying that the atmosphere essentially is, it's not one of sorrow and grief that a life was lost. It's, it's people saying, no, this this is right.
2: Yeah, there it's, this is right. And it's on video and they're not sorry. And they're, you know, y- y- you look at all the videos that were tweeted from that night and there's people burning the American flag, you know, playing the song, you know, Dixie. And it's appalling. You can't sit here and one minute protest injustice and oppression of uh, human beings. And then at the, the, you know, very turn of the hat, celebrate somebody getting killed.
1: You spoke with law enforcement, you said. What were they saying?
2: They were very, very careful about the information that they could put out. Um, they let me know that, again, um, someone had died close to my house, uh, happens to be a friend of mine. And so, um, you know, and just honoring uh, keeping information private, um, you know, it's, it's generally very vague. And, and, I'll, and I'll keep it that way, too. What I can tell you in in what was just put out is, unfortunately, you know, we're going to see this, and and, and fortunately, I'm going to see it a block from my house in Terry Strunk Plaza. Um, Actually, ironically, um, I was married there a few years uh, ago, and there's going to be a uh, Proud Boy protest going on, and and these are the people that um, the prayer warriors, you know, are a part of, and you know that it's, it's another it's another group that, um, you know, uh, is isn't isn't kind. Um, so now we're going to have you know more hate groups. Uh, Combining and clashing in downtown Portland. Um, why? Because of the atmosphere that was created. And I think this is something that can be totally that could have been totally avoided. And I think it's 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 something that may get lost. But you know, our elected officials chose to not to prosecute rioters, and they made that publicly known, and they and they stood by that decision, and they took the police off the streets. So again. lawless atmosphere um, has just been created and and you can't just clean it up at the at the snap of a hat probably you know what's even more insulting and i and i and i know i'm using that word a lot is that the governor came out with a plan um last night and it's a unified law enforcement plan and she goes on to explain to where you know Portland public police are going to get assistance from washington county from clark county from um you know, Gresham uh, City Police. So so basically everyone in the metro area, all the departments in the metro area are now going to assist Portland Police Department. Earlier in the spring, the mayor took away the coverage. So if, if you're an officer and you come and you assist in Portland, um, you're not covered, meaning that your, your union, your insurance, um, uh, protections that you have of a police officer are stripped outside of your jurisdiction. So they took those away. But miraculously, now that they're giving them back and assistance from the state police to uh, curtail the violence in the streets. So if she had this plan in her back pocket, where was it 90 days ago?
1: And you actually had um, the privilege of participating in a city town hall in mid-August with various leaders from Portland, including uh, Mayor Ted Wheeler. Tell me a little bit about that experience.
2: The experience, I'll say, was just a little bit more uh, eye-opening, uh, more than what I had already experienced. I, I didn't know that I would be you know, one of two people there um, with the same view. Um, you know, However, uh, one of the things that Ted Wheeler extended at the very beginning of the town hall was um, an invitation for those in the community um, those people that are at the town hall to um, come and work with him on some of the solutions um, going forward. I emailed, I called his office for about a week. I didn't hear anything. Ironically, the end of last week, someone from KATU reached out to me and uh, it was like the mayor's office um, would like your phone number and your email, your contact information, because they'd like to uh, invite you to some event that they're having. I don't know. I hadn't heard anything as of last Friday after this past weekend and uh, a lot of my remarks in the media, I don't, I, I really am not holding out for him to call me um, because I'm highly upset. And, and you know, I blame him and I blame our, our city officials for uh, a city and a, a citizen of, of Oregon dying on the street, regardless of the color. You know, one thing I, I, I do also want to note, and when this story force first broke the new york times reported and they had since done a correction but the new york times reported that a black man was shot and killed in the street um, by a trump supporter so you have reports that are coming out that from um people that are on the ground that are giving false information um, to the media. And the media is just running with it without verifying any fact. And, you know, it's it's terrible because I think the first 10 or 20 minutes after I got home, I'm seeing all this stuff about this black man being shot in the street when it wasn't even true. Um, but, the, you know, it, it's, it's almost like we want to see more blacks dying um, to further push this, uh, Agenda along, and it, and uh, it, it's not one that I agree with.
1: So, in your opinion, what what needs to happen today in order to bring that law and order back to the streets of Portland?
2: The governor's first step. I mean, it, it's a good one. That does have to happen. You do have to bring law and order back to the streets. You know, you're going to have to find uh, a a medium that will allow you know, city and state officials, uh, community members to talk to some of these groups. And, you know, one of them is there's a great opportunity but Proud Boys aren't coming until September uh, 16th, I think, for their event. Um, what an opportunity as as a city leader to to start a conversation with them and you know show some compassion for you know their cohort who just died. Regardless of you believe their beliefs or anything, you, you're going to have to show some some compassion and understanding and try to de-escalate um, the situation because right now. Now people want retaliation and those people are are, are are bound for retribution. And so that's the first threat that we're going to see on our city. So we need to get out and talk to them. We also need to, you know, talk to these uh, BLM and Antifa and, and really talk to the leaders and and just put a pause on the protesting and the violence that we see day after day. And if that means instituting a, a curfew and, and, you know, all parts of the city and having you know, a heavy police uh, presence, then that's just what has to happen because uh, you can't keep going on like this. It's gonna escalate way out of control.
1: Well, and you've decided personally that you wanna do something to support the law enforcement in your community. Can you tell us a little bit about the fundraiser that you launched?
2: Yeah, so me and, and Nine Line um, Apparel had, uh, or actually I had I went to them and um had asked them about doing a uh, promotion um, that would generate you know funding for the Portland Police Department. And in particular, at the time it was it was solely for the Portland police um chaplains. Um which was further extended uh from my meeting with um uh, Sheriff Reese at the, at the town hall. But, um, nine line partnered with me in coming up with the design and it's a stand for justice and, um, a portion of the proceeds from, uh, the t-shirts sweatshirts, um, the assortment of attire that they have come out with, uh, will be given uh, back as a donation um, to support you know, chaplains in Multnomah County and uh, Portland Public Police. So all together, there's 14 chaplains for Multnomah County and two for, for PTV. And, um, you know, the chaplains aren't paid. The chaplains are kind of the first line of, of you know, defense for um, police, whether it's just, hey, I'm having a bad day, I had a bad call, I, you know, need to discuss this, I wanna get it off my mind, or, you know, simply they know that officers are in distress and they go out and seek them and take them out to dinner and lunches and, you know, whatever. And so, um, since these, uh, you know, acts of kindness are, are not funded, um, I really wanted to just, you know, do something kind, like we, like we need to, we need to, to do more kind things and, and put them out, you know, to the universe and, and hopefully, uh, that will kind of change the, some of the, the climate around here, but, you know, these people need support. And so, uh, again, nine, nine line apparel, um, you know, partnered partnered with me on this, we actually even extended, um, this promotion, uh, through Monday, so. Um, again, you know, it, it's a way to just give back, um, you know, to humanity, but give back to our first responders too, who need it the most.
1: Well, and we'll be sure to put a link for that fundraiser uh, in today's show notes. So if any of our listeners are interested in, in buying a shirt and supporting these police chaplains, they can. Um, but Gabe, we just really want to thank you for for speaking out and for essentially, you've sort of become this citizen journalist who's, who's just, you're telling it like it is. You're reporting on what you're seeing. So thank you for being bold enough to do that.
2: Yes, of course. Uh, and I, I think that um, if more citizens did this, then we wouldn't be getting um, gaslighted as much as that we are.
0: And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to the Daily Signal podcast. You can find The Daily Signal podcast
1: on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio. Please be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe.
0: Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow.
2: The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation.